Hi, I'm Dee Lauderdale, and this is a Modern Southern Gentleman Show. Stories and conversations to lead you down the path of becoming the best version of yourself. This episode is sponsored by Mealtown Coffee Company in Columbia, Tennessee. You can go to their uh, shop or go online and order from MealtownCoffeeCompany.com. My guest today is Jody Flanagan, who is the public relations director for Rectech Grills out of uh, Augusta, Georgia. It was a great conversation. Jody tells us um, all about his path to uh, becoming part of the Rectech team. But the best thing that I got out of this conversation was how much fun it must be to love your job. And Jody certainly does. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Jody Flanagan. call and everything else with Jody Flanning and Jody how you doing buddy man I'm hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit how about you <laughs> the most southern phrase ever I love it <laughs> you fit you fit right in so yes, uh, we're filming this uh on April 14th right in the middle of the uh the coronavirus pandemic and all of that stuff so uh, this has been kind of weird for all y'all uh, I was just thinking about it last week was the masters so yes, you guys are used to like bugging out of town during the masters, aren't you? Yeah. A lot of folks uh, will rent their house out, you know, for that master's week, the kids are out of school. And a lot of the teachers actually get, you know, a driving job or a hospitality job uh, during that week, you know, and, and make a little bit extra money. You know, there's a lot of catering to be done, a lot of hospitality. Uh, so, you know, either you, you do one or two things, either you go on vacation and you rent your house out or either you stay and then, you know, you work, 24 hours a day and you make a little bit of money in your pocket, you're able to go on vacation later on in the year. Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, you know, the masters was postponed and, you know, got rescheduled for the ninth to the 15th of October okay. uh, or November, excuse me. Yeah, November. Thank goodness. Uh, Cause that's a, you know, a huge, huge thing for the city, you know, of Augusta and the CSRA, you know, a huge, you know, money generator, uh, you know, for our area. So we are super blessed to have that rescheduled and not canceled this year. Um, but yeah, you know, normally I would be cooking, you know, I would be catering, we would be doing these shows, you know, we would be selling grills, normally a very, very hectic week. Um, and for the first time, you know, as far as I can remember, uh, it was the longest week I'd have, I've literally ever had, um, just sitting here, you know, trying to think of things to do. <laughs> yeah. A lot of honey do lists got, got done. Well, you know, there's something to be said for that. The, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on is, uh, as I said in the intro, you are the public relations manager, I think is your exact title for rec tech grills. And what you're probably the most prominent public face of rec tech now, uh, because you do the cooking shows on Facebook live, uh, which, by the way, are great. I watch a good many of them. So I wonder how in the world did you end up? Uh, how'd you get started at Rectech? Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, about seven years ago, I was working as a manager and bartender at a local pizza place. Uh, I come from a restaurant background, uh, and hospitality ever since I was 18, you know, I either worked in a restaurant, uh, or for a caterer or, you know, a hospitality company. Um, so that was my background, uh, coming, you know, going into college and that's what got me through college. Um, you know, so I was just working for a restaurant and, uh, our general manager, Ben, you know, he was like the 
third employee hired. Uh, I believe at the time, you know, we were in a 3,000 square foot Butler building. Um, you know, they were busting out of the seams. And then they found a 20,000 square foot building across town, literally had just moved, um, hired a gentleman, you know, a month before me. Uh, ben comes up, you know, sits down, you know, orders his normal slice of mushroom uh, and a beverage. And he, and I had worked with Ben previously, other restaurants and bars. And so he knew, you know, me and we, we had become good friends. And um, uh, he tells the story is he always, he asked his wife, man, I wish I could just find somebody kind of like me. Um, and Megan looks at him and says, oh, you, you need, you need to clone yourself then. And, you know, they laugh and, you know, they go, they came to the restaurant that night and, you know, they both looked at me at the same time and then looked at each other and then looked back at me and I knew something was up, you know, I walked away and then I came back and Ben was like, man, are you, you, you're doing such a great job. You know, you like being here. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's, it's the restaurant business, you know, yeah. uh, it has its ups and downs and, you know, I see the same faces and he's like, well, you know, the grill company, it's grown really, really fast. We need some good people. You know, would you want to come and work for us? I'm like, will you offer me a job? He was like, well, you know, I'd give it to you right now, but you have to come and interview with Bray, the owner. And I said, sure, let's, you know, let me go see what it's all about. So, you know, me going and thinking, you know, how long is this place going to be open? Yeah. Um, so I go in the office and, you know, Ben shuts the door, you know, and, um, you know, Ray interviews me and pretty much, you know, talked me into taking the job. There was no way that I was going to leave that office without working for RegTech. Um, and you know, Ray likes to tell the story that, you know, he, there is footage of me having a dance off oh, in really? the restaurants that I used to work at. And, you know, Ray, that was his last, that was his last question uh, is, Hey, so back in, uh, you know, 2012, I heard, you know, through the grapevine that you lost a dance off with a gentleman. And, you know, once he busted out that question, I knew it was on from there, you know. Um, but after being talked into working for RecTech, I uh, showed up, you know, July 4th weekend. You know, it was busy. Then, you know, we would answer phones. We would ship stuff. We would run the forklift. We would load the trucks. We would unload the trucks, all of us. You know, Ray was our janitor. He would sweep the floors and vacuum, you know, while we did everything. Um, and he would do it as well. Um, but it, you know, just kind of grew from there and, you know, we have such a great product and we have a, an amazing word of mouth with everybody that purchases the grill. They absolutely love it. Tell their friends and they tell their family and, um, and Ray and Ron, when they started the company really wanted to bring back that old school customer service, you know, mm -hmm. um, if it's broke, we got to fix it. We got to make it right. You know, even if it means, you know, embarrassing ourselves or anything like that. You got to make it right. No matter what, you know, treat people like you want to be treated, what it all boils down to. Um, and you know, with that and word of mouth and an amazing product, you know, we are, we're here, you know, where we are now I was technically the sales manager. Um, you know, and then it, you know, turned into, you know, marketing director and then it turned into, um, public relations, which, you know, now I just, you know, mostly, you know, do the cooking shows and, uh, we go to a lot of barbecue comps and, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of barbecue, um, uh, uh, trade shows and things mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, we just try to make connections, um, you know, and, and, you know, put this face with the company, I guess you could say, <laughs> unfortunately, well, I have a face for radio, not, you know, for the TV. So. <laughs> I was asking Ray Carnes, the co-founder that you've mentioned, uh, this question, we were talking about this, about the, the customer service. 
And one of the things I asked him, and I'd be, I'm, I'm interested to see from your perspective, how, how do you, how does Ray get you to buy in to their, uh, their leadership of great customer service that if it's, if it's not right, we're going to make it right. Um, it, it was taught from day one, you know, it, it starts from the top and it works it, its way down. You know, Ray would make house calls. He would go to people's homes and diagnose their grill and fix it for them. You know, Ray gives his personal cell phone number, Ron's personal cell phone number, and Ben, our general manager, they all give their cell phone numbers to each and every customer. So it, it really all starts at the top and top and just works it it's way down to the bottom. And I believe in this product, you know, I, I know it works. Mm-hmm. It has turned me into hands down, you know, one of the, one of the best cooks in my neighborhood, you know, if not my town. So, um, but, uh, but it, it, it's easy to, when the product, when you believe in the product, sure. you know, it, it, it's super easy. Um, now if it, you know, if our grill, you know, you know, I could see us getting a bunch of calls and all of the, all of us and all of the call people, you know, kind of get beat down every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's nothing but positivity, um, around this office, you know, and it, and it feels good to, um, make, make it right to people when, when they say, you know, when they get on the phone and they're upset about an issue, we'll say for example, you know, and it, and it's a self-inflicted issue and you kind of walk them through and you educate them, um, and, you know, they realize, oh, okay, well, and then they realize, wow, this guy really wants to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, he just doesn't, they just didn't want my money. You know, we, we say, you know, when you join the family, I mean, it's harder to get in, out than it is to get in. When you join us, I mean, you are joining <laughs> the Red Tech family. Um, you know, and it's all about, you know, the kind of a lifestyle that we have started, the Rec Tech lifestyle. It's all about treating people like they should be treated, like you would want to be treated. Um, but you know, to, to sum it all up, you know, it all started at the top, you know, seeing Ray and Ron had been sweat day in and day out, mm-hmm. believing in the product. And then me, you know, once you get it in your hands and, you know, you put it together, cause again, we're not in any big box stores. We don't have any dealers. So for folks to purchase it unsight unseen, you know, um, it, it is a big step for them. And when they do and they get it and they start putting it together, then they realize, man, you know what? I made the right decision. Thank goodness. I just didn't buy something at the store, yeah. you know? Um, and then just those constant calls of people, instead of calling and, you know, uh, being upset, they call and they thank you. You know, it, it, you know, it's just super, super easy, you know, to, to drink that Kool-Aid yeah. we say. So, yeah. Well, you, you said something in your answer that I thought was really insightful and it's really good for men to understand. And, and you said it feels good to do the right thing that it's, it's nice when a customer calls yeah. and there's an issue and yet you're able to walk them through there. Even if you, even if it costs the mo- the company money, you had to send out another piece of equipment, you know, mm-hmm. another board or whatever, there's something inherent in men that they want to do the right thing. And it's got to be uh, fulfilling to work for a company that echoes that and uh, almost rewards you when you do the right thing. Because not all guys are blessed enough to work at a place like that. Yeah, you you said a mouthful with that. Um, you know, a lot of businesses are just worried about making that money, getting in and getting out. You know, oh, you bought it. Well, you you bought it. Now it's yours. It's, it's no longer ours. It's yours. So, um, you know, and that was another thing that. That, that drew me in 
you know, was, was making, making things right. You know, no, um, you know, on my early stages of, you know, it was right for the business and not what was right for the customer and then being corrected by Ray, Ron and Ben. No, 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 no. You know, that's, that's not being, that's not doing right by the customer, Jody. That was, that's doing right by us, which is a good job, but we got to do right by the customer. Um, but it is super easy to get drawn in by that. You know, they're, they're not trying to trump anybody. They're not trying to get over on anyone. Um, you know, they join the family and we're going to take care of them, you know, even after their warranty runs out. Yeah. That's so cool. So where'd you grow up, Jody? So I grew up uh, here, um, you know, in a little suburb of Augusta called uh, Harlem, Georgia, right up the road. Um, I was born and raised in Harlem and I went to Georgia Southern university for college in Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, after that, you know, I thought, you know, Oh, it's time to go to the big city. It's time to go to Atlanta. It's time to go to Savannah that let me get out of here. You know, I've been in Augusta because Augusta is a big, small town, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody. If you go one place, you're going to see, you know, several people that, you know, and, you know, at the time, you know, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, so, um, my grandmother ended up getting sick and, you know, I moved home help her, my mom and my stepdad, she ended up passing away. And, you know, at that time I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. And I, what did I want to do when I grew up, you know? Um, and I still don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but I just kind of, you know, again, fell back into that, um, that safe haven of being in it, working at a restaurant or a hospitality group. And, um, you know, just wanted up falling back in love with Augusta. Wow. Well, you mentioned one of my favorite towns in the world in Savannah, Georgia, and more importantly, Tybee Island, Georgia. Yes. So Gorgeous. that would be hard to, to walk back away from, but I've been in Augusta. So I, I kind of get, I kind of get that. So like, what was your first job, your first real job? You said you've been in the food business or hospitality. Is that pretty much what you've always done? Yes, sir. You know, I got my first job when I was 15 at Winn-Dixie uh, off of Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Um, stock and shelves, county money. Uh, I was actually the Santa Claus for the photo booth one year. Um, <laughs> didn't have my beard that I have now. They gave me one. But, um, but yeah, my first job was just working at Winn-Dixie. Um, uh, after Winn-Dixie, it was kind of retail, you know, and then I fell into, you know, the restaurant, you know, uh, bar type of scene, um, you know, cash daily. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it, and then you could also, you know, work during the day if you wanted to, you know, and kind of make a, you know, kind of double dip, you know, so I, I fell in love with, you know, working all day, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I like working, um, you know, I like having fun, but you know, I, I'm not the type of person that hates, hates a job. You know, if I, if I choose to go there, you know, I'm going to make sure that I like it. Yeah. Um, and, or, you know, I'm going to find another one, you know, but I've always liked every job I've ever had. I've always liked the, the people I've worked with. I like money and it kind of, <laughs> kind of got me into that. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, you, you can think of it as kind of like a downward spiral, you know, just working every day, you know, all day, you know, you've, you've got, you know, the cash saved up, but you really don't have anywhere or anyone to kind of spend it with. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I had to kind of slow that down. <laughs> Yeah, I've got uh, two friends, uh, two close friends that have been in the restaurant business really almost since we got out of school, out of high school back in the early 80s. And it appears to be one of those things if it it either gets in your blood or it doesn't. And if it ever does get Mm -hmm. in your blood, it's impossible to shake it. 
Absolutely. And that's where I kind of learned my, my people skills, you know, and, and being comfortable around people and being able to talk, you know, to groups of people. Um, mm-hmm. That is really and truly, you know, what has helped me um, with the cooking show and, and being live in front of a camera and um, is, you know, hey, you know, I'm just waiting on, I'm waiting on all these people's tables. That's it, you know. That makes a lot of sense that you say it that way. As many times as I've seen you on camera, that that is how you present yourself on camera. I never thought about that until we just connected uh, connected the dots. Because doing one of those kind of shows, uh, I've done live TV and stuff before. That's not an easy thing to do unless you are comfortable in in those kind of in that those kind of settings of talking to whomever or whatever because really you're just trying to connect with a camera right right and you know it is it is difficult because we have to the dead time is our enemy yeah you know having silence is the enemy you know um and then over years of practice you know luckily rec tech has allowed me to practice a lot um you know i'm able to and, and keep the conversational and keep the questions coming in, answering things, you know, um, and, and kind of breaking down, you know, what I'm doing, you know, as I do it. Um, and again, it was, if you go back and watch some of the early episodes of Funday Friday or any of the live videos that we used to do, you know, it's really scary to watch that, you know, they let me continue <laughs> to do that. You know, I would have been like, Ugh, let's get this guy out of here. Let's get a, let's get, you know, a new face in, but you know, thank, thank goodness they, they stuck with me. So there, there's just something about reps. I was a pastor for 11 years and I had somebody come up to me one day and say they had some of the, they had, uh, uh, old cassette tapes. That's how long ago it's been of some of my first sermons. And I told them, I said, if you do not burn those immediately right. <laughs> and destroy them so that nobody else will ever have to endure listening to them, you and I are no longer going to be friends. And, uh, um, right. <laughs> you know, it is, but the sad part about it, not sad, just the reality of it is the only way to get better at any kind of public speaking or doing what you do or doing TV or doing podcast or whatever is just to do it. And you just, just do you're it. Just going to suck for a little while. And that's just all yeah. there is to it. Yep. I mean, if, if anybody else is out there watching this and they, they're looking to get into that, you know, don't let it discourage you. Um, you know, because unfortunately you, you, you've got to kind of find your style and you've got to find, uh, your way of doing things and how, you know, how, how to make yourself feel comfortable, you know, getting through, you know, that 30, 45 minutes or whatever it is, you know, that you've got to do your show. Um, but yeah, it, I can't some, sometimes people will tag me and stuff of the old <laughs> videos and I just get so embarrassed, um, because you know, I, I wasn't very, I wasn't good at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, after watching somebody else do it, YouTube videos, you know, um, I'm not a huge TV person or movie person. Um, but thank goodness for YouTube and the power of the internet, you know, I'm able to, you know, kind of watch, you know, 15 to 20 minute segments of other mm-hmm. folks that are really, really good and learn mm-hmm. from them. Um, but you go back to, you know, you said, you know, you used to be a pastor, you know, one of my favorite people in the world is my pastor, um, Mr. Frank Thigpen, he is retired. Um, but you know, I picked up a lot of stuff from him just going back and remembering sitting, sitting in church, you know, next to, next to my grandmother and just watching him, you know, project and, you know, kind of captivate me, you know, keep me you know, uh, locked in and, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 a lot of, 
you know, shout out Pastor Frank, a lot of his, you know, stuff, um, you know, I have uh, cassette tapes and, and old DVDs of, mm-hmm. you know, that I used to watch kind of in the, in the beginning, but, uh, but yeah, no pastors, you know, they do an amazing job and, and, and the good ones will captivate you for sure. And keep you locked in, locked in. Well, uh, I've got a good friend who is a stand up comedian and has been doing it for 30 or 40 years, however long killer's been doing it. And he and I've had this conversation before that really pastors and, uh, comedians are really similar in that all we have is a microphone. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, we get up and it's us and a microphone and a crowd of people that uh, he's trying to entertain. I'm trying to engage and actually still entertain and get the oh, point that's... and stuff across. And it's a, it's a weird thing to do, but it's fun to do, but it's also terrifying to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get what you're saying about uh, what you guys do on camera because man, you just don't know what terror is until you're told, okay, you got 30 minutes to fill. And like you said earlier, uh, dead air is not allowed. So it's, it, it can be, it can be terrifying, but fun They're toward, once you get good at it, the 30 minutes goes quick. Boy, does it. I mean, it seems like five seconds. Um, during our lunch break shows, you know, 12 PM noon, um, on Facebook, you know, we try to keep them, you know, about 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and me, you know, my last one, you know, I, it was 50 minutes and all I did was jalapeno poppers. I had no (laughs) idea how in the world I talked for 50 minutes about jalapeno poppers. Um, but uh, you know, fortunately and unfortunately I did, you know, um, we try to keep it, you know, within that 30 minute range for, you know, people's attention span and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it really goes by really, really quick once you kind of get your groove and, you know, I know these girls inside and out. Um, and it's super easy for me just to go off on a tangent of, of all of the good things and amazing parts and pieces of them, you know, just because I know them inside and out. Literally I've taken everyone apart Mm-hmm. Put them all together, you know, and, and cooked, you know, any and all and have had every situation, you know, thrown at me. I've cooked in the snow, the rain, the sleep, you know, the wind, you know, so, you know, I know what to expect, you know, um, out of it. But, but when you know something in and out, you know, and you do your research and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of learn, you know, about what you're going to talk about it again, you, you, that's another aspect of, of it of me being comfortable is I have to, you know, kind of have some notes in my head. I Mm kind of got to do my research. Um, the only time I feel uncomfortable now is, uh, just when we're cooking something that I haven't cooked before. We try to, you know, do new things instead of, you know, burgers, brisket, ribs and butts and chicken, you know, so, um, but now heck we just cook it the day before and, you know, I, I feel better about it, you know, the next day when we're doing it live. Yeah, so you guys do it the day before as a practice run, you're saying, and then you do it live the next day, right? Well, a lot of times the recipes that we do, we've done three to four times, yeah. you know, because we have to perfect them. We have to make sure that they're going to taste good because we that is going to be a, a bad, bad day for us when we give out a bad recipe. Sure. You know, that somebody follows step by step. And then it doesn't taste good, you know, so we have to make sure, mm-hmm. um, and nine times out of 10, Greg or chef, chef Greg or chef John, uh, my counterparts, the, the classically trained chefs here, um, you know, a lot of times they've done them three to four times. So we absolutely know, you know, Oh, this, this is how this can turn out without a doubt. Yeah. All right. 
Well, now we're going to switch to my favorite part of the show, and that is asking you the big three questions that we ask all the guys who come on. So uh, to begin awesome. with, here's the first question. What has surprised you the most okay. in life so far? Oh, wow. That was, that's a really good one. I was not prepared for this one. <laughs> um, well, in my, my personal uh, experience, um, when we had my first son, um, I found it crazy that I didn't have to take a test. They didn't, they didn't screen me. Um, they didn't make sure that I had my head on my shoulders. Uh, they should at least, you know, make you take a test or, you know, something before they let you leave the hospital with the baby. Um, because I mean, when me and my wife left, you know, I, she was in the back seat with the baby. I'm sitting there, you know, white knuckled, uh-huh. you know, 15 miles an hour down interstate 20, it says 65 miles per hour. You know, I'm practically on the side of the road and then we get home and I put this baby He's still in his car seat, put him in the middle of the living room and we just stare at him, you know, and I'm like, (laughs) they let us leave with this. Like, this is a precious life and they just let us leave with it. Um, So it it has got to be that they allow anyone in the world, if you have, if you're the parent of that baby, that they just let you leave the hospital with it um, without taking a test. So they should have gave me one for sure. I guess this is just a little fresher. The reason I'm laughing so hard is uh, we just had our first grandchild. Uh, he turned. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. He was one month old yesterday. And so watching my daughter and my son-in-law, who are both rock stars, they're doing they're doing such a good job at being parents. And uh, unfortunately, they're still in that terrified mode, and, and they don't understand what a good job they're doing. But they uh, – they kind of had similar things. My son-in-law kind of talked about the same thing about, oh my gosh. I mean, what do we do now? We, we have this child and you know, we have to take a test to, to get a driver's license or anything else. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I get it. All right. Question number two, who taught you the most about being a man and what did they teach you? Um, without a doubt is it is my dad, my stepdad work butts off each and every day, you know, lower middle-class guys. Um, my stepdad, you know, worked for the County, um, you know, pretty much all of his life, you know, before that he was manual labor kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was also, you know, a manual labor kind of guy until he started his own business. Um, but, uh, work ethic, you know, ethic. there's a lot of folks out there that, that, that just don't have that, you know, and, and, and it really shows, Um, but, but it hands down, I am so glad and so proud that, you know, both of my dads, um, taught me, you know, the value, uh, of work ethic, you know, get out there, rake the yard, you know, Mm -hmm. earn yourself, earn yourself a little bit of money instead of just giving, giving, you know, me an allowance, you know, get out there and earn it. You know, that's where, you know, I, I guess I picked up, you know, liking work or liking my job, um, you know, was, was from them um, working their butts off, you know, as a kid wondering, you know, why, why are they working so hard Monday through Friday? It's because Saturday and Sunday were amazing for me as a child. You know, when we were off, you know, I got to go and do, and we went to Disney world and my dad took me hunting and fishing and, you know, you know, all of those awesome things that, you know, that, uh, that you want to do, you know, as a kid, um, yeah. baseball and, and sports and, you know, they never, I was never told no, you know, Hey, can I play baseball? Can I, 
you know, do this? Can I do that? You know, um, it was because they were working their butt off and they were able to support it, support me and support, you know, support us as a family. Um, but it has definitely got to be my, and my mom too, you know, all of my family, you know, they, they work their butt off each and every day and, you know, they always have, and that's all they know. Um, but it, that is, you know, one thing I definitely want to make sure that my kids, you know, understand and mm-hmm. as an adult, as a man, you know, you, you have to have a, a good work ethic, you know, to get through, I mean, even the smallest situation, um, uh, a problem in your life, you know, you, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta have some work ethic, you know, school, you, you know, you gotta study in order to, to get that degree. Um, you know, so, so I was, I, I think about it all the time, you know, and I think those guys in my head, you know, thank y'all for teaching me, you know, get out there and, and do some work and, you know, try to make a, a, a difference, you know, because, you know, hopefully other people will pick up on that as well. You know, they, and again, it goes back to, you know, the very first thing that we were talking about, how uh, it's, it starts at the at the top and works it, its way down here at RecTech. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it all goes back to that work ethic. Um, you know, get out there, get the job done. You know, that way you can have a good time later on. So, Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's right. You know, it's just... Uh, you, you, Thomas, Thomas Edison said... Uh, uh, a lot of people are afraid of work because it looks like a pair of overall. I think I messed that up, but uh, a lot of people are afraid of work because it looks like a pair of overalls. Um, so I think, I think I how that. it goes is uh, a lot of people are, are afraid of success because it shows up in overalls yeah. and looks like work. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much for yeah. fixing that. Oh, listen, I, I love that one too. All right. And here's the last question. If we could take the DeLorean from back to the future and pull it, in front of uh, RecTech World Headquarters and uh, put you in it. And on the little control panel, punch in the date of your 18th birthday and send you back so that you were sitting across from 18-year-old Jody, kind of the way you and I are. What would you tell 18-year-old Jody? What advice would you have for him? Ooh, um, you know, uh, it's actually something Ray taught me. Okay. Um, Why not me? You know, why can't I start that business? You know, why can't I invent that thing? You know, why, why can't I be the person that changes the world? Mm-hmm. Um, I was, a you know, I, I should have started a restaurant back in the day is what I always tell myself, you know, being, you know, come from the restaurant world. But, you know, every time I, I got to thinking about it, you know, everybody always said, oh, it's the quickest way to lose a million dollars. Well, for a, for a middle-class guy from Harlem, Georgia, you know, a million dollars is a lot of money to lose, <laughs> you know? So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. But that, that's what I would tell 18 year old Jody is, you know, you can do anything, buddy. Believe me, there are people out there with less skills than you that all they did was take the chance on themselves and, you know, they're succeeding, you know, they believed in themselves and, um, and Ray, I'm so glad that I met him is because he's really, you know, helped, you know, cultivate, you know, that, uh, confidence in myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I'm, if, you know, I've been able to do things and, and complete tasks and, you know, dive into uh, scary situations just because, you know, I said that to myself, why not me? You know, why does it got to be my next door neighbor that, you know, does all that cool stuff? Or why does it have to be, you know, my, my relative or neighbor that gets all the luck? Yeah. You know, um, you know, just and everything is going to be OK. Believe me, you know, no matter what, you know, uh, just believe in yourself and, you know, good things will happen without a doubt. So 
I love it. That is really good. And uh, I guess that will be a great one, a uh, great place to stop. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find out about Rectech Grills and watch Jody cook amazing things? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find the best grill, bang for your buck wise, at rectechgrills.com. That's R E C T E C grills.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, all of those outlets. Just search for Rectech Grills. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, this is my uh, government name. Uh, you can find me at John Dillon Sr. So it's spelled J-O-H-N-D-I-L-L-I-O-N-S-R on Instagram. Uh, Jody Flanagan on Facebook. And then I also have a, a business page, Jody Flanagan BBQ Dad on Facebook as well. So uh, please follow and um, you know check us out. Uh, we do a live cooking demonstration Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, as well as Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. We have a few dad jokes thrown in there, um, but all in all, uh, you know, we, we really like to you know teach you how to use our product uh, and, and teach you a recipe. And heck, you can if you don't have a product, you can you know uh, use that recipe that we wrote on uh, on your oven or your gas grill or your charcoal grill. Um, you know, we're not gonna you know, blast you for it. Uh, but we encourage you, you know, make sure you like us, follow us. Uh, we've, we, we just have fun. Heck man, I've got the best job in the world. I talk barbecue all day, every day. Um, I'm just blessed to be here. I just want to thank Ray and Ron for, and Ben for you know, taking a chance on, uh, this, this old boy from Harlem. So sounds good. Well, all right, Jody, thank you, buddy. D it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me on. Um, I, Hopefully I'll be able, you can invite me on, uh, you know, uh, later on in the future and we can talk some more. That'd be awesome. Sounds good. Thanks again to Jody for his time. I had a, just a blast talking with him. Find out all that, uh, you need to know about Rectech grills, rectechgrills.com. There's a link in the show notes. Again, thanks to our sponsor, uh, Mule Town Coffee Company, and thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Modern Southern Gentleman Show.